0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. We're going to be talking about how narcissists are awkward, angry, and argumentative and I'm sure you've experienced all three, but you might be wondering, why do I use the word awkward? Well, there's some interesting things to learn about that word and its meanings and how they apply to people with narcissistic tendencies, so we'll look into that. And certainly into their anger and how they express it. And furthermore, into that anger leading to their argumentative nature, whether the anger blows or not, you are going to get an argument much of the time. And I'm sure you have experienced that. So I hope that you will stay tuned and you will listen in for all the things that lead to understanding that this is the way they are. It's not you making them that way. This is the way they are. And it's very, very difficult, if not next to impossible, to change them. So yes, they're awkward. And you might think, oh no, the the narcissistic people I know are charming and smooth and, and no ruffling at all. But awkward doesn't necessarily mean that they're ungainly or clumsy. It also means causing difficulty, hard to deal with, uncomfortable, abnormal. Okay, there's a few. And that's just from one dictionary. So you can see how I could say that hijackles are awkward. They do cause difficulties. They are hard to deal with. They do make situations uncomfortable, and they are abnormal. Now, I don't like the word normal or abnormal. Um, That's the dictionary word that they provided. But you know, they're not healthy. It is not healthy. So I thought, if that means that in the Oxford Dictionary, what else might awkward mean? And it means lacking in tact from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Lacking in tact. Well, they have all the tact in the the world when they go out looking for a job or being on the job site or um, being with other people or at church or wherever they want to make a good impression. But with you, they are lacking in tact. That makes them awkward. They're inept. They don't know how to have a healthy relationship. That makes them awkward. They're lacking in skill. And they have no intention of adding to their skill set. That makes them awkward. And they're certainly lacking in grace, particularly with you. So that also makes them awkward. And then finally, in the Collins Dictionary, it says they're hard to handle. Awkward means hard to handle. So, these hijackles, these relentlessly difficult people who are constantly looking for power, status, and control, they are awkward. And they put you on edge. You end up always having one eye and one ear wondering what they're doing, wondering where the difficulties come from, wondering what you're going to have done wrong. Even if you did nothing wrong, they are going to tell you you did, right? It's awkward, and it's important to see it that way. Now, I just really liked what I learned about the word awkward, so I wanted to use it, but it really describes them, doesn't it? They're constantly causing difficulties. They're difficult to deal with. They're lacking in tact. They're inept in social skills and in relationship skills, and they're hard to handle. So it all fits really well. And we look at it, do you see it as a challenge to deal with their awkwardness? Or do you just put up with it? Or do you think you cause it? And therefore, there's something you can do about it. That's where we really fall into the trap, is thinking that you can change them. That's not likely to happen. No matter how long you stay on the job, it is very unlikely to happen. And they certainly make you feel awkward because you are never sure What's coming your way? Have you ever been out with a hijackal and you think you're having a lovely time and there are people around and you think you're safe? Then all of a sudden the hijackal blindsides you with an offhand comment, hoping that they can get away with it because they're in company and you won't get angry or upset or come back with anything that's awkward. If you get used to thinking, what are they going to do? Then you're always walking on those eggshells. And as I've said before, it's a terrible way to get your exercise. So you want to really understand, I hope you do anyway, that there are things, sight, sounds, symptoms, signs that you can see coming your way, And when you take those four healthy steps back that I talk about so often, and you see the big picture, and you begin to see how frequently this awkwardness comes to the forefront for you and in the hijackal's behavior, then you start realizing it's not you. It's what they are doing. Yes, it has an effect on you. Yes, you may react to it. However, it is not emanating from something you did. It's emanating from who they are. And that's a huge distinction to see. That is a really big step when you can get to the place of realizing they would do it to anyone they wanted to get close to. It's not unique to you. They're saying all these terrible things to you, but it's not unique to you, personalized you as a human being. They would do it to anyone who wanted to be that close to them or agreed to be that close to them. And when you can see that separation, that is the beginning of the light pouring through into that darkness. It isn't you. You didn't break them. You can't fix them. They're behaving in that way from their backgrounds, their DNA, their understanding, their perceptions, their fears, just like we all are. But in the case of a hijackal, they are always fighting, fighting to be right, fighting to be seen, fighting to be heard, fighting to be winning. They wake up in the morning that way. Most healthy people don't. So it's awkward. It's awkward all the way around. So that deals with the awkward piece. Now, how about the anger piece? Well, it's not very difficult to anger a hijackal, is it? Or any narcissistic person? Because their anger is so close to the surface. If you're tense all the time, which they are, no matter how confident they look, they are tense. It doesn't take much to push them to anger. So it's always there to a degree. It's simmering underneath and doesn't take much to let the cover off and let it out. They're they're living in resentment. They're looking to find someone to blame. So they are always ready to jump on you always ready to make you wrong, always ready to take you down. And their anger is so close to the surface. And it's old anger that's ready to bubble up. It's anger that they have carried most of their lifetime. So it's not just that you got here that they're angry, or there's something particular about you that makes them angry, although they certainly make it sound like that. It isn't it's their anger. And you are going to be the lucky recipient of it, no matter how tactful you are, no matter how careful you are, they will find a way to allow that anger to surface and to be heard and seen in many ways. Now, they may be raging and make it totally obvious, which is always a a difficult situation to manage, or they may be pouting and sulking, just like the emotional three to seven-year-old they are. So they're going to take their toys and go home. They're not going to let you in their play box. They're not going to speak to you. So we get the silent treatment. Um, All the things that a three to seven-year-old would do in order to demonstrate that they're not getting what they want, that's what you will see from a hijacker. Because when you scratch a hijackle emotionally, you're going to get the emotional response of a three to seven year old. Sad, but true. Think of your experience of that. Isn't that the case? The irrational, I hate you. You never let me. You always do this. You know, all the things that little kids say when they're angry I want, I want, I want. And you're mean you're awful, and they call you names. (laughs) So anger is always close to the surface, doesn't take much. Even if you don't touch it, they can go off like a Roman candle. I'm sure you've experienced that. Remember, narcissistic people are very, very fearful people. They're afraid that somebody will see a flaw. They are afraid like three blocks away that there might be a flaw coming up in their path. It may not be there, but they're already afraid they're going to meet it. So they're already on edge looking for it and misinterpreting what you're doing or what you're saying so that they don't get caught off by a flaw. A is petrified, and you can tell how petrified they are of having a flaw because they will not be accountable and they will not take responsibility for anything they do or say, right? They just know they're not going to do that because it might mean they made a mistake, and that is death to them. They will not engage in that kind of thinking it cannot happen for them. So anger is usually quite close to the surface. And that might look like very overt raging anger. It might look like crocodile tears. It might look like nobody loves me, everybody hates me. I'm going to go out and eat worms in a a way trying to get you to feel sorry for them so they can play the victim. So they turn their anger around and use it to get you to take care of them. But it's there. It is there, and it's repeatedly there. So we have the awkwardness, and then we have the anger. And then we have that third thing, the argumentative nature. Now, a hijackal gets up in the morning to win, as I said. So if that's my focus for the day, every day, then I have to win every argument. I have to be right about everything. So that means that most of the day in my head or out of my mouth or both, a hijackal is going to be argumentative. And in the usual way that we understand that, they're going to want to tell you that you know what you saw is not what you saw. They're going to tell you you don't remember things well. They're going to tell you you misinterpret them. They're going to argue about what color something is, what date it happened, whether or not they enjoyed it, whether or not they were present. Because they have to win. And you've heard me say on the podcast before, if you have been a listener and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I talk about that that frequently, that when a hijackal is touched in ways that makes them fearful, they come back with argument. They can be tilting at windmills, as as they say. You know, there can be nothing there. But their anger is very, very deep. So I'm going to give you four examples of how this argumentative nature shows up. Ones that maybe you hadn't thought about quite as deeply as would be helpful. So the first one is, and I know you love this when it happens, they give you non-answers. You ask them a question, they don't answer it, they give you a non-answer, or they happily go off in some distracting tangent, hoping to get you off track so they don't have to answer your question. That's one of the ways that they show up as argumentative. I am not going to address what you want me to address. I am not going to answer your question, and I'm going to redirect the conversation to where I want it to go. Now, you might not think of that as argumentative, but it is because they are setting themselves up in opposition to you and what you desire to talk about. And that's a big deal. Or they'll recap when they don't want to talk about what you want to talk about, they will go back and recap old arguments where you made a mistake or you were wrong and they will immediately resort to that. I'm not going to talk about what you want to talk about, but I do remember how terribly you messed up 20 years ago. And we can talk about that if you like. Again, it's argumentative. They're not going to have a discussion they're not going to stick to the topic. They are going to try and move the argument to something in their favor, and that's argumentative. And they will do the other thing that we frequently talk about hijackles doing, which is they'll engage in projection. And projection, simply put, is discussing you and accusing you of what they do. So instead of being self reflective and saying, Yes, I do that, they say, Oh, I'm afraid I do that. So I'm going to tell you that's what you do. You know, that's why I say, among other reasons, it's never a good idea to tell someone that you think is narcissistic that they're narcissistic. Because all that will do is get them to tell you, No, you're the narcissistic one. Have you ever had that conversation? I bet you have. It just doesn't do any good. So it becomes important, you know, if these things are are things that are happening in your relationship, and you might want to talk to me about them. You can do that. You can go to beaclient.com, and new clients get a one time opportunity for a full hour session for ninety seven dollars. Go to beaclient.com. If these things are you know, popping like like broken light bulbs in your mind. And yeah, that's exactly what the person I'm in relationship with is doing. Let's talk. Beaclient.com. So this giving of non-answers, this um, repeating old arguments where you were wrong, the distraction, and I'm going to turn it in the direction I want the argument to go, or projection, accusing you of what they're doing. These are argumentative stances, and we need to see that is happening and then recognize the patterns and ask ourselves, do I want more of this? Another way they're argumentative is in their name calling and their discounting of you. They don't want to talk about what they're doing. They don't want to take ownership or accountability or be responsible for their behaviors. So in instead, they hurl insults at you or they'll put you down. They love to do that, of course, you know that. And they will mock you. You know, I was talking with a client today and she said, you know, when I say something, she was in relationship with a male hijackle. she said, when I say something, he repeats it back to me, pretending to say it in my voice, in a very mocking way, you know, like a child would, like a child would, always remember that, they sink to the level of a child, because their anger takes them there, so they insult you, they put you down, they mock you, but one of the things they try to find out, is what names do you hate? And then they call you those names. Even though you've asked them not to, that is just more, more punch. If you've asked them not to, and they do it, that's even better than them just doing it to them, because they know you don't want it. And therefore, they show you how little regard they have for you that's big, that's sad, and unfortunately, that's frequent. So another way they're argumentative, you might not have related it to gaslighting, but gaslighting is when they want to tell you what your reality is. They don't talk about theirs, they talk about yours, and they define your reality. And so they'll say to you, you have that all wrong or that didn't really happen. I don't recall it ever happening, but I'm sure in your mind you think you're right, or you have massive mental health issues, right? They'll say anything in order to win, and we have to remember that's what gets them up in the morning, so they're going to say things that help them to win in their estimation. And one of those things is to do name-calling and discounting who you are by doing so. And they like to confuse you on purpose. If you ever notice, they'll, they'll take the conversation in one direction, and then they'll try to double back and, and catch you out. They like to confuse you, or they'll put out two opposing statements, and you will say which one is true, and they will try to explain to you why both be. It's crazy making. Being with a hijackal is crazy-making. Being with a passive-aggressive person is crazy-making. You know, at my website, EmergingEmpower.com, you can click on the navigation and see all the books I've written. And I've written books about passive-aggression. One is called Stop, That's Crazy-Making, How to Quit Playing the Passive-Aggressive Game. Or another is called Escaping the Hijackle Trap. You want to know how to do that. So there are ways to learn these things. And this business of name-calling and discounting you is their desire to have one-upmanship or one-woman-upmanship or however that would be constructed. So the gaslighting continues and they go off on tangents, looking for ground to stand on for them to be right. And The last thing I want to bring to your attention in this episode is the blame shifting. I've done a whole episode or two on blame shifting, but that's when they really cannot receive what you're saying. They don't want to. They're not self-reflective. They're not going to, so they immediately turn the blame and put it on you. And That's a blood sport for hijackals. They are mean and nasty about that. They will go very, very low at those times. And it's really ugly because they can't be wrong. They can't be shamed. They won't be responsible and they'll never be accountable. So blame shifting becomes key to them. You know, you say, I would like you to change this behavior. And they say, well, it's your behavior. So they project it back. They gaslight you and they blame shift all at the same time. So do you see how important it is to see that hijackles are awkward, angry, and argumentative in these very basic ways on a very daily basis? In some way, most hijackals are exhibiting these traits. They may be small on one day and large on another, but they will be doing it. And it's important to see. So awkward, angry, and argumentative. So the big question is, with that information, what would you like to do about it? I'm very excited right now because I just finished a new course called Executing My Exit. And it's available for you at relationshipprograms.com. It's a self-study online course. Gives you lots of opportunity to write online, print it out, work through all the things you have to consider when you are going to leave a hijackal relationship. Executing my exit, and you will find it at relationshipprograms.com. So is it okay for you? To be in a place where you are regularly going to find a person who is awkward, angry, and argumentative. Okay, not talking about your teenager, not talking about your toddler. I'm talking about the adult that you are endeavoring to have a healthy adult relationship and with whom you will never have a healthy adult relationship. When you start to recognize these, just even these three basic things. Is it okay with you to be in that relationship? But a bigger question is is it okay for you? Is it healthy for you? Is it life affirming for you? Is it validating for you? Because you matter. It's not all about them.com, much as they wish it were or think that it should be. You matter too. So ask yourself, is it okay for me to be in this situation? And then take those four healthy steps back, see the bigger picture and ask yourself, there's patterns here. Do I see the patterns? Do I see the frequency? Do I see the repetition of the pattern? And is that okay for me? Is it enough? How much of my life would I like to devote to dealing with this? Or maybe even make excuses for this if you happen to be an enabler. Really deep, important stuff. Because life is going by. And hopefully, after this episode, you see these things in a different light. And you can't unsee them again because it's important. You're important. The quality of life is important. What you're modeling for children, if you have them, is important. How you feel is important. You know the three must-haves have a healthy adult relationship, equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And if you haven't listened to episode 115, I highly recommend that you do to learn more about that equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, you will never find that in a relationship with a hijacker. So if you can't find the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship, are you willing also to put up with awkward, angry, and argumentative? I hope you'll really think about that deeply. And until we speak again, Take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting emergingempowered.com. Talk soon!